Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy Award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. Hey, this is Pam Perry, and I am here with Tarsha Hearns. And we're today going to be talking about making an impact about building a personal brand. So typically, we're talking about get out there and get known. But before we get out there and get known, we need to really define our brand, know what our brand is about. And so I've been knowing Tarsha, and she's known as the marketing lady. I've known her probably at least 15 years, if not longer, for sure. And we met long years ago on Blog Talk Radio when we were doing that, Tarsha, remember? And yeah. we were we interviewed each other on our different platforms then. But let me give you a little bit of the formal bio of Tarsha. So Tarsha is an award-winning entrepreneur, international speaker, personal brand strategist with the Marketing Lady LLC. Her experience spans over 20 years, combined marketing, sales training, and entrepreneurial expertise in 2003, she helped hundreds of entrepreneurs since, I'm sorry, since 2003, she's helped hundreds of entrepreneurs learn how to attract more clients and opportunities through marketing and business strategies. She is passionate about inspiring people to live their dreams through entrepreneurship. Born and raised in Virginia, she currently resides in Texas and she is safe and thawed out um, where she has run um, the Women's Business Center. You can find out more about her at themarketinglady.com. At the time when this book was written, this is like the advanced copy, she was Tarsha Polk, and she had since then become Tarsha Hearns. So congratulations to that as well. Thank you. I knew you when you were Tarsha Polk for many, many years. (laughs) Now I've got to get used to saying Tarsha Hearns. Me too. I do too. (laughs) She has an endorsement for one of my friends on the book, uh, Lethia Owens, and, and Lethia says about Tarsha, she said, Tarsha Polk does an exceptional job of providing comprehensive guide that walks readers through personal branding process step by step. So that is that's what I love most about this book. It is step by step, very organized, so people can understand it. It's separated into Thank three you. parts, and then each part has its own chapter. But part one is defining your brand. Part two is is really building your brand, and then the part three is redefine your brand. So today we're kind of really talking just really short because I want people to get the book to really talk about defining your brand because before they can get out there and get known, get known for what? So how does a person really define your brand and what is a brand? First of all, what is, Mm -hmm. you know, we know brands like if it's Starbucks or something like that, but what is a personal brand? Well, first I want to just say thank you so much. As you said, we've known each other for so long and followed each other on various social platforms and yet have we even met in person? Not I don't no. think we've even every time met. I've gone to Texas it's been like in Houston, but yeah. in Dallas, not that not not yet. But so, I will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some one day soon. So I appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you so much for the the great things that you're saying about the book. It, it means a lot coming from a, another branding uh, expert and PR mm-hmm. expert. So mm-hmm. 
to your question, like, you know, what is a brand? That is the ultimate question. There's a lot of different definitions around there. But when it comes to personal branding, it's really about who you are as an individual. Your what makes you unique, uh, what skills or talents that you have that you bring to the world, and then how you position those skills, gifts, and talents uh, that you bring to the world, and showing up authentically. You know, I, I like to say showing up as your best authentic self, because you know, we have some people who show up authentic, but it's not their best. And so we want to show up as their best, your best authentic self. So really, in a nutshell, that's what personal branding is. So how was a brand born? I guess you would say that's mm -hmm. one of the chapters. How was a brand born? What is it, um, you know, if, if someone were starting today, you know, before we were, you know, 20 years ago, it was really a lot different than if someone were starting their personal brand today. So what yeah. would be one of the, the major first steps that you would say that someone needs to do in order to get their brand out there? Yeah. One of these quotes that I really love is that um, by Rick Warren, the the uh, author of purpose A Purpose Driven, Driven Life, right? And mm -hmm. he says, if you were born, you have a purpose, <laughs> right? There you go. And so, mm -hmm. and that's, that's how a brand is really born, right? Is first, you really have to figure out what is your purpose? And so as an individual, you want to look at your personal mission, your values, you know, mm -hmm. the things that motivate you and inspire you and and what your what is your voice? You know, what are some of the it could be something that you advocate for, something that you're very passionate about. And so really that personal brand is born out of that your purpose, what God put you here on earth for. It could be a talent. It could be an expertise. It could be just something that you're, you know, passionate about. And once you really define and understand that, it is less complicated to actually birth what that brand is like. I, I talk about how even though uh, my corporate career has been in marketing, I, my college education has been in marketing. When I initially first started out, I had no idea who I was and what I wanted to be, you know. And so it, it takes time for people to kind of figure that out at times. But after so many years, I was I really realized that um, you know, the company that I initially started in 2003 was a marketing agency, Pivotal Marketing Group. And mm -hmm. as I were, as I got that off the ground and I was out networking, what I started to realize is they weren't interested in the brand Pivotal Marketing Group. They were interested in Tarsha. They was interested in my um, inspirational, uh, the way I inspire people that those were some of the comments I would get. They were interested and attracted to my energy. Mm -hmm. So none of that had to do with the, the corporate or company brand. So what they were attracted to was things that were part of my attributes. And so when uh, you understand, you know, what is your purpose or your, your mission, right? Uh, when you are clear and able to define what that is and tap into what makes you you and you package that right you promote that and then eventually you profit from it 
So that's mm-hmm. what it's really about is is packaging it. So for me, it was packaging the marketing lady, you know, right. from uh, and the marketing lady was really it's so interesting how that that came about. And I mentioned it in the book where back in those that time where my company was Pivotal Marketing Group and I would go networking, you know, to build my business. I was just getting started. And every place that I went to, for some reason, they just could not remember the name of my company as Pivotal Marketing Group, but they remembered me, Tarsha Polk at the, at the time, and they knew that I did marketing. So the way that they referred to me was, hey, I've seen you before at this event. You're that marketing lady, aren't you? So Mm -hmm. a light bulb eventually went off and said, I have the wrong brand name. (laughs) So (laughs) around 2005, I really totally uh, stopped using Pivotal Marketing Group. I focused on personal brand coaching and really focused on highlighting and packaging those attributes uh, that I have as a person and packaging those skills that I have uh, gained over the years. That is good. So is this your first book? Actually, it's my second book. My first book was a pocket guide and actually um, chapters, uh, the two chapters on networking is actually all of my very first book. The well, first networking is, networking is really the, yeah. the largest part of marketing. Yes. You have to, mm-hmm. to, As, to understand people and mm-hmm. you have to understand their needs and their wants and you've got to know how to relate to them. So, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Especially as a personal brand, because again, they're they're buying into you first before they're yeah. buying into your service or your product. Mm-hmm. We always say people have to know, like, and trust you. So yes. that's why personal branding is really important. I have a client that is in my Ready Set Go Speak program, and she does real estate, and she has other you know people who are multi passionate. And Tarsha, we can talk about that as well. People say, "Well, I can't define one thing. I'm multi passionate," but she sells real estate, and so the real estate company gave her. A website. It's a template and you look at it and it looks like it's selling real estate, but you don't know why I should buy real estate from her. So explaining to her why she needs to build her personal brand mm-hmm. so that people can understand if they want to buy a home or sell a home through you. Yeah. And this website is great as a template and has obviously the prices and the houses and all that. I said, but why you? What makes you different from the next real estate agent and the next real estate agent? She finally got the fact that she was part of the brand, not not necessarily what she's selling, but Mm -hmm. she was the brand. Why people why is she passionate about selling real estate? So she started talking about the home and the legacy of of real estate and this. And I said, well, that needs to be part of your story. So personal branding is for everyone. Even if you're a dentist, mm-hmm. you still need to, I mean, if I go and I look at like all these different types of dentists, I need to know a dentist that is really going to be gentle with me. Or yeah. That maybe that has a little bit of a sense of a humor because I'm always going to be kind of a little scared going to the dentist. So, you know, you want to build that something in the brand about who you are. And mm-hmm. so I want people to understand that everybody needs a powerful personal brand, even young adults. Yes. They need to build a personal brand if they're trying to position themselves for a scholarship or position mm-hmm. themselves to get into college or they're trying to get a job. So everybody needs to build a personal brand. And, and what I like what you said, Tarsha, you said that people would not remember the name of your company, but they remember you. Mm-hmm. They remember your name. And then they said what you did. 
Yeah, they associated so, mm-hmm. my name with what I did. Marketing. Yeah. Yes. So the com is right. where people will find out more information about yes. me. I yeah. love that. That is that's really one of the main reasons why I became uh Pam Perry PR as well, because people would not remember the name of the company, yeah. but they would remember my name and what I did. Yes, Pam Perry <laughs> is just rolls off the tongue. It is so easy to remember. And PR. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I remember I I like what you said about telling your story, Uh, especially when you are in one of those competitive industries like dentists and all dentists pretty much dress alike. (laughs) <laughs> Realtors, websites, you know, if you're under a broker, then you are actually under somebody else's brand and it does look a little cookie cutter and it's yes. really hard to stand out. And so, as you said, one way to differentiate yourself is what is your story? How mm-hmm. can you bring a little bit of your personality, your passion, your strengths into what that ocean of similarity Right. Even though you're swimming in the same ocean with hundreds of thousands of realtors and dentists, you can still be the one that stand out. And so telling your story is a great way to do that. So that that's a very good point. And we're talking about defining the brand. So we define the brand based on purpose and then we have to name it, name it, give it a name, just like you're having a baby. Like what is it? And that's so important. So a lot of times people will give it a name for something. So define, you have a a little bit of of some information about a great name for a brand, how to really define a great name for a brand. Once you actually define what it is, how do you, how do you really give it a name? Because sometimes they can't spell it. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it, it, and I talk about how some of the basic things, right? What's in a name? What's in a name, right? There's some basic things. If you, you you know, we, we have names that actually associate with what you do. I mean, that's why I came up with the marketing lady. It it associates Mm -hmm. with what I do. Um, But then you have brands like Apple. I mean, Apple is an Apple, but you have computers, you have, entertainment under Apple. So an Apple doesn't associate with the uh, function of what the product or service is. So, you know, I think it's it's always around either associate with a skill or expertise, something that's very memorable, right? I mean, Apple is so common. Uh, that a person could easily remember Pam Perry PR, that those three P's are easy. I have a lot of P's. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) those three P's are really, really easy to remember. Um, So, so yeah. And then to be honest with you, there are, I would just tell you, if it wasn't for that person or several people keep saying, hey, aren't you that marketing lady? I probably would not have come up with that. But Mm -hmm. it just sparked you know, that idea. Now we have things, uh, tools and technologies that will help you generate a name, yes, you know, yes. a brand name. So if you're stuck and you're like, well, what am I going to name myself? You can literally pl- plug in a, into a name generator, mm-hmm. uh, a few characteristics or adjectives and nouns and bam, it'll generate a name. You and said but, Shopify does that. You said yeah, Shopify is a is a free business name generator that you could use. So mm-hmm. that's a good one as well. Yeah. And, and I like that. It says um, at the very end of every chapter, you have like a little, I guess, a question, I guess you would say. So at the end of what's in the name, you have 
How can you use the lessons in this chapter to create and improve your brand's yeah. naming strategy? Use this page to write down ideas. And so you give a lot of people ideas of how to really become a brand name, like Kleenex. It's a brand name. It's not the tissue. It's actually yes. a brand name. Yes. So you want to, you know, you have different things like that where there are brand names. And sometimes it could be like Google was now a verb, but at one point it was like, it was just a name. It, mm -hmm. No one really knew what Google meant, but it became a thing where yeah. it's a verb now. So really naming it is important because once you name it, then you become a domain name. Yes. And that's the other part. That's of really the branding. other part. Yep. And then I, I once you, even if it's a name that doesn't associate with what you do or it's kind of weird, I mean, like what is a Google and, and all of that, it's how you position it. So mm -hmm. even if the name doesn't necessarily sound, stand out, it's how you position that brand and mm -hmm. the things that you do to stay top of mind, uh, in, you know, with your target audience. So we already know Google is the largest search engine, right? So yeah. when we think about, even if we're talking about a different search engine, uh, we still say Google, Google, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because we know that and we associate that brand because they have positioned themselves as a leader in that space. So mm -hmm. the moment you come up with a name, it's about positioning it yes. and staying top of mind. And, it's, and when we think about some of the things when we first met, we were blog talk radio, mm -hmm. what that really meant. It's like a lot of people were blogging, but they didn't like to write. So blog talk was like really positioned themselves like, you can put this on your blog and it can really speak. So blog talk yes. radio. And then the word radio made it feel like, oh, well, this is bigger than just my little blog. It's radio. Mm -hmm. There's something new, Tarsha, I want to ask you about. How do you feel about their positioning in terms of their brand? It's Clubhouse. Yeah. So Clubhouse is a brand new brand that is now synonymous with when people hear it, what do they think of? So what do you what do you think about their branding strategy that they've done so far? Yeah, so thank you for inviting me to it. So it, it was a weird time because I got an invite from you. I got one from like two other people, but it was right in the middle of me uh, getting prepared to go on my honeymoon. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so I was We're like, what get is, clubhouse right now. Right. I was like, what is this clubhouse and why is so many people telling me I need to join it. I'm trying to figure out this whole travel during COVID stuff. Right? right, right. But I appreciate you inviting me. And so what I love about and what I think of that is unique is the invite only. It mm -hmm. creates this anticipation. Yes. It creates the fear of missing out. So all yes. you Android <laughs> users out there I'm sorry but you're gonna have to wait your turn you're just gonna have to wait, uh, yes. gonna have to wait. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I love how they positioned it because it initially when I was like oh no another social platform I'm gonna right. have to manage but then when I started to look into it and I'm like wow it's invitation only that makes it so unique that makes yeah. it special it makes us feel us Apple people feel like we're early adapters you know right. which we are but they and made it exclusive that way 
And then Tarsha too, whoever invites you is always pinned at the bottom. Yes, yes, that's absolutely. So you always get that recognition. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I always look to see who invited someone. And there's an opportunity to increase the number of people that um, you're connected with on Clubhouse. So I am still getting into the groove of it. And I think you had invited me to um, host or something. But like I mentioned, I was literally like in the middle of planning my (laughs) planning to travel for my honeymoon. And I was like, you know, I got to focus one thing at a time. (laughs) That's it. That's that's within anything. If we want to build a brand, you do have to focus at one thing at a time. You can't be everywhere on all social media platforms. I mean, I'm on TikTok and I'm on um, and I do reels. And quite frankly, I like TikTok better than doing reels. It seems easier on TikTok. But Instagram is giving more uh, algorithm help, I guess you would say, if you Mm -hmm. do a reel. So, you know, you learn different things like that. But in terms of like what this all means about getting out there and getting known is that you, whatever platform you're on, whether Tarsha is on Blog Talk Radio to Clubhouse, she's going to be the marketing lady. So her point is the same across all platforms. Mm -hmm. And she's really sharing the same messaging, but in different, to different audiences. So if she were to talk do a facebook live on maybe facebook her facebook live may be different on instagram or maybe different on you know on linkedin live depending on the audience but your messaging is always the same yeah when i think about you know the the things that um that the first part of this book you said how it kind of grew out of that when you talked about networking so let's talk a little bit about why networking is important in -hmm. terms of marketing and yeah. not network marketing, but just yeah. m- networking with people in terms of building a brand and how that really helps. Uh, I guess you get PR and, and mm-hmm. pu- publicity and media relations. So kind of talk a little bit about yeah. how, if you're an introvert, how you can still network. Yes. You know what? <laughs> so let me just say that networking is the way that I built my brand. I, I already told you it's the way that I, you know, got the idea of even coming up with the, the name, the marketing lady, but networking is the ultimate relationship marketing tool, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you, you get to use all your senses, right? You get to, you know, shake hands with a person to determine how firm their grip is. Uh, you get to read body language. So you get to engage with people at a whole different level um, and build that relationship, which is most important. And what I always like to tell people, networking is, is get, it's a mutual exchange of resources, information, and opportunities. If you're out there networking just to you know, do the whole drive-by business card, passing out business cards, passing <laughs> out flyers, and not out there to network to form relationships, you're missing the whole point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can literally say that most of my business, uh, the way, you know, Randall Pinkett, he, Dr. Randall Pinkett, he was season four apprentice re- winner. He wrote the foreword to my book. Guess where I met him? At a networking event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Years ago, I met him at a networking event and just and kept in and, touch and kept mm-hmm. in touch and had the mm-hmm. opportunity to connect with him over the years at various conferences, uh, FraserNet, uh, some conferences that was here in Dallas that he spoke to. And so through networking, I've been able to form those relationships where I can send a message to someone and say, hey, I'm looking for someone to write the forward to my book. Would you do that? 
And so it's really important. But most importantly, two things are having a strategy. Uh, my very first book was Beyond the Business Card, Strategic Networking for Success. And, and really, it was a pocket guide. I never published it. It was 28 pages. And it, was, it came out of a speech that I was asked to give on networking. And that was my most popular speech. I did that. I can't even count how many times I've done that speech at chambers and associations, but I took all of the content from my speech and turned it into a 28 page pocket guide so that a person had seven steps in order to build a strategic networking plan. Mm -hmm. Because what I did, I was doing a lot of things wrong. When I first started, when I, you know, when I coach my clients uh, around networking and building their brand, we we focus on building a strategy. Like, who's your ideal customer or client right. that you want to connect with? You know, what are the goals you're trying to accomplish when you go out to network? Have you identified the center of influence? Because that is the person in the room who could make those connections for you. So you don't have to kind of like do those random uh, introductions and passing out a business card. So being very intentional intentional Mm -hmm. and strategic is really important. And if uh, if you do have your brand defined, especially your brand colors, For me, when in certain networking situations, not every, I tried my best to wear my brand colors. Anytime I was speaking, I made sure I had some part of my brand colors on because that is called that's part of brand association. Mm -hmm. Just like my nephew, he's now 20, almost 21. When he was three years old, one day I picked him up from the daycare and we drove past McDonald's three years old. And all he saw was those yellow golden arches. But he knew that was McDonald's and he could barely pronounce it. But he knew (laughs) just from the symbol and that brand and those colors that he associated that with a Happy Meal. So he mm-hmm. was like, Happy Meal, Auntie, Happy Meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so you and that's when you have the recognizable. That's I think when I'm, you have um, it. Mm-hmm. Um, a brand color for, you know, different months too. Even yes. like for October, you think of pink or um, red for Heart Association. Mm-hmm. I mean, so different things. I work for the Salvation Army as a PR director. So the red kettle was always yes. a big part of it uh in in terms of that and it does have that recognizable mm-hmm. and so it's on everything it's it's across the board it's on your website it's on your social media it's on your banners and so that's the other thing to talk about in terms of consistency so someone may have yeah. one thing on their linkedin banner and then maybe have something different on their facebook banner and then it, it's totally different not even like not even look like it's related like totally yeah. different person so what makes it people think that Oh, I thought, oh, I thought that was Tarsha. No, I remember her on LinkedIn. She looks different on Twitter. That must not be her. Mm-hmm. So you want to have that recognition, like you said, like your nephew said, like, I recognize that. That makes me feel comfortable. I know them. I can approach them yeah. because I'm familiar with them. And that really is one of the things of building no like, and trust and building a brand. Mm-hmm. So one of the things as we kind of wrap up a little bit about, because you have a whole little section in here about bad networking chapters, mm-hmm. but in the last part, part three about really uh, redefining, I guess you would say, really the the um, getting clear on your brand message and then really um, one irresistible message, six pieces of content. I don't want to go into all six, but one of the things that 
for any business is going to need is really about content. Content is king. Mm -hmm. We hear that all the time. So kind of talk us to, through us a little bit about some of the things that make you stand out and get noticed. Yes, using content, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to that story. Uh, one of the uh, programs that I became certified in some time, a few years ago is uh, brand storytelling and making the customer the hero. And so mm. when you're telling a story, not making it about you, your brand or your product or your service, but more around how your brand or product or service is solving a, a customer's problem. How mm -hmm. is it, and you come out being the hero to them, because yeah. everyone, if, if I have a problem and then someone solves my problem for me, I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to tell the world that this is my hero. This brand is my hero. Mm -hmm. So part of your content would definitely need to be around how you're messaging around solving your customer's problem. Mm -hmm. If you're not addressing how you solve your customer's problem, you're missing out or mm -hmm. how you are um, meeting a certain need that your customer has. So you definitely want to do that. And then, you know, when, depending on what you offer, if you have business to consumer, they want to know, like, how is it going to help them um, meet, a, either benefit them, meet a need? So you've got to be able to communicate that in your messaging. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that, that you've always done, one is to have a blog. That's yes. like one of the basic things. Mm -hmm. um, and you do webinars often. You, you were doing webinars before it became really, really popular. We've always had the email autoresponder. Yes. And that's like one of the first things I tell people, I'm ready, set, go, speak, please, please. Let's, they probably hear that in every single session that I, that I talk about their email marketing and their email autoresponder system. I use uh, Active Campaign, but before, when I first started, I used Constant Contact. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. And then Aweber was there. People use MailChimp. So that's what we're saying when we're saying an autoresponder. Uh, video is everything. I mean, right now we're streaming on, on LinkedIn Live, which also is a little strategy of that, too, because you have to be invited in order to do LinkedIn Live or apply. Not invited, mm -hmm. but apply to do LinkedIn Live. Um, so Facebook Live, you talk about some ideas of three tips on how to stand out and get noticed on Facebook Live broadcasting. And then also to graphics. Tarsha, graphics today are like everything. I think if you were a video editor and a graphics editor, you could just like own the world. You you can charge top dollar now because that's yes. a, we're we're completely visual, right? Yes, video, completely. graphics, animation. Yes. Uh, yes. 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 And then the last one, which was, was what we're doing right now, is podcasting. And mm -hmm. so you've been a podcaster for over a decade. And you said either host a podcast and interview someone on the title that, you know, on the on the title that you wrote. And so you can either go on podcasts and be and get out there and get known by going on different podcasts. I have one client who's been on like 30 podcasts in one month. And that was just yeah. a way for her to really get out there and get known on in the niches that she wanted to get in or create your own podcast yeah. and then interview other experts as well. And so this is a combination. Sometimes I do solo shows, but sometimes mm -hmm. I want to bring my friends on, which yeah. talks about that, bringing on my colleagues. So that, that is still part of getting out there and getting known, but it's all under your brand and brand building is so key today in mm -hmm. order to stand out. What is the difference between why I'm going to pick, this person over that person to work with and it has to do with their brand and not every brand is going to be for everyone so when 
the first part of anything, even ready, set, go speed, is that defining who you want to work with. And just because you limit it doesn't mean you're going to limit the money. Yeah. You, 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 I want people to understand that when you have a specific target, it makes it so that you are then indispensable to them, that you are really speaking to them and, and you and you don't have to chase so much where they're going to be attracted to you because you're yes. speaking their language. That's right. So, and, so, so afraid to yeah. narrow their target. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's interesting. I don't know how much more time we have, but it's interesting because I've had people that say, you know, I want to build this brand and go speak. And it's also about credibility because you could have some nice graphics. <laughs> you right. could have a nice, but how, what's your credibility? Yes. So it, it's important to uh, use that brand to establish some credibility as well. So that, mm-hmm. as you know, when your speakers are working with you and they step on that, that stage, they have that recognition. Um, I also had a previous client who uh, wrote a book. And she was like, well, nobody knew me, but I was an author. And so I said, yeah, because you didn't build a brand first. So that that's really important to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was telling anyone before you go in a cave and write that book, really build a platform. Yeah. And building a platform takes time and it takes consistency. So that way, when you come out of the cave and you've written the book and you can now tell the world that I've had this book they know what you're about before you mm-hmm. even wrote the first chapter. So that's why I would say build a platform. And then the content that you mentioned in the book really is, is some of the things that builds the platform. It's the blog, it's the podcast, it's the Facebook live, it's the email list. All of those things will help build your platform because you're messaging the same message yeah. across different areas. And that's so important. I, I just, Oh, I just can't, I can't stress that enough because the main error that I see people do is that they're just all over the place. Yeah. It's like no focus. You know, it's interesting now that I'm married and I'm, I am going through this process of, because uh, Tarsha Polk is like everywhere all online and so now yeah well no that's a good thing you know it's it's a good thing however it is actually a brand lesson for me and one of the things i said um, when i update my book uh, i'm going to add a section in there of like what do you do when you get you've established your personal brand under your maiden name and you get married and all the things that you have to do to to let people know hey I, I was this. <laughs> now I am Hearns, right? That's so true. It, it is. It is a feat. Let me tell you. It or a is, domain name. Or a domain Which, name, right? You and bought the domain name ideas. as yes. right. and now it's Tarsha Hearns. But is Hearns right. available, or can you forward it? What if it's right. not? So yes. that's that's a little bit a little bit tricky. That's a whole nother show. It that's is. A whole it is for women because mm-hmm. I've had a uh, a client. Her name was Loretta Mormon. And she got married. She became Loretta Forbes. So she did buy Loretta Forbes. And she didn't forward Loretta Mormon. Uh, her mother happened to have the same name. So her mm-hmm. mother has a domain name. Mm-hmm. So it didn't go away. She just changed the website. But right. not everybody's going to have that. So, yeah, you know, if domain names now, I have a late Tarsha. I have a lady that was dating a gentleman. And she was not married to him yet. She mm-hmm. wanted to get married to him. Oh. She had enough 
gumption Shutsa, wow. whatever you call it to buy that name.com oh, wow. she was married yes and she did she did get married but she bought it before she got married just in case it was going to be gone well hey she's planning in advance that's almost like <laughs> the women who buy their china when they're single you know, back in the yes, day, I yes. had a, a friend. She she had a whole all her china picked out, and she was <laughs> single and didn't even have a, a boyfriend. I'm like, okay, okay. But then, you know, that's that's it. so domain names are that new china now. I guess yes. <laughs> <laughs> So that is good. That is good. Well, Tarsha, I love this book. I love Thank you. you. So I, I just hope you do so well with this. And when you republish the book, you know, with the new name and everything, and you add that chapter about what you learned in terms of yes. naming, um, it's really kind of like reinventing the brand, but yeah. not really. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's the same, Tarsha. It's still the marketing lady, but really adding that part to it, which I think a lot of people need to kind of hear yes. that. Even think about people who are media, like journalists and stuff. You know, mm -hmm. they they are a journalist as an anchor and then they yeah. get married. And so the anchor name is what people remember because it was mm -hmm. on TV every day as an anchor. So sometimes they'll keep their maiden name and then they'll still have just for the professional name. purposes. Yeah. So yeah. all the decisions we have to make, because I went through the am I going to be Tarsha Polk Hearns so people can remember the Polk or uh, mm -hmm. what am I going to do? Am I going to go Tarsha Hearns, formerly Polk? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, a lot of decisions. Or, or even with children, if you decide to keep oh, yeah. the maiden name and mm -hmm. then the children have a different name. So that's a whole yeah. other thing. So, yeah, that is like the uh, the feminine part of, of, yes. of um, branding, I guess you would say, that women go through or that we have to do. And, and, that sort of thing. and then in families as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's good. But I just want to thank you. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell our audience or where would they find more information about? You? Yeah, you can actually get the book on Amazon. Actually, you'll need to search for Tarsha uh, Polk. But I, I did. It. One of the things I've been doing is going through and just kind of adding hers to oh, some good. of the old stuff. So in case someone searches. Um, but anywho, uh, you can get the book on Amazon. It is available for to purchase there. And I also want to make mention that after each chapter, there's a link that you can go to and actually download a personal brand um, guide. Just uh, mm -hmm. a little PDF to help you kind of organize and structure all the stuff that you learn from the book. But mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. so thank you so much again. Uh, you can connect with me on all the social media platforms. So feel free to, except for TikTok, I'm not actually on TikTok. But yeah, <laughs> You can connect with me on most all the social platforms. And thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, thank you, Tarsa. And this show was actually brought to you by Speakers Magazine. So Speakers Magazine is our magazine that is for speakers that want to get out there and get known. So you can go to speakersmagazine.net, find out more information about that as well. So, Tarsha, thank you so much for joining us today. And I look forward to more conversations with you and hopefully seeing you soon. Hopefully. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. All right. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com, where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PamPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch. In order to be considered in media places or superstar stages, PamPerryPR.com, where you help you shine like a superstar.